Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, November 7th, 2022. Today on the Ether, episode 5 of the Bare Bones of Web3 show, hosted by B Bands. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everybody. The date is November 7th, 2022. Welcome to Bare Bones in Web3, episode 5, with your host, Saberstein, EJ the founder, and B Bands. This is your weekly dose of Web3 news, opinions, market analysis, and updates. This show is sponsored by Space Skellies. Skellies will be minting tomorrow on Stargaze on November 8th. Please see the link above for more information. This show is for entertainment and information purposes only. Don't be silly. This is not financial advice. None of the topics discussed should be taken as such. If you are interested in these topics, please do your own research. This week on Bare Bones, we're going to be having a special guest, Angel, uh, Amanda from Angel Protocol. We'll be doing our regular market analysis, and EJ will be uh, giving us a few updates on the Space Skelly's uh, Mint tomorrow. Today's news, um, we're going to be talking about the Lemonade Crypto Climate Coalition. Now, this company is essentially creating an insurance, and they are partnering with Tomorrow.io. And they are a weather tech company. They want to offer insurance and smart contracts that automate payouts via the Ethereum AVAX chain. This is a proof of stake. So it is going to be um, less harmful to the uh, ecosystem. But what they're trying to do is offer payouts to these um, substance farmers. Now, this I was reading this article in Fast Company, and they said that nearly, uh, as of 2013, nearly 2 billion people on the planet rely on small-scale substance farmers farms for survival. And this was on uh, Fast Company's uh, website and uh, on their story. So I think this is extremely awesome. Um, what's even more amazing is that the insurance payouts are literally tens of dollars. They are not large amounts. And um, and I just think it's awesome that they're using a layer two to uh, get these uh, contracts paid out. And I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on this, Sabre or EJ but or Amanda, but I am just floored by this story. I think it's amazing. And uh, trying to help these uh, su- substance farmers be able to survive and be able to have insurance that they don't have to go through all this this paperwork and submit and hopefully they get you know they get something back with this. This is a- completely automated using the weather. On our next news, uh, we have a this is a story I read on Trust uh, Trust Notes. Nikolai uh, Muchin, he was an Ethereum uh, founder of Dai. He he passed away via drowning. Now, the circumstances of his death were very strange, especially since he was previously tweeting about the CIA and Mossad and a pedo elite trying to frame him uh, by planning a laptop on, you know, planning a laptop on him that his girl, his ex-girlfriend, who was a spy, left. 
he was saying that he would be tortured to death and, and a few other things that could happen. Um, but a, f- a day later, he passed away. 15 months ago, um, similarly, except for without the tweets, Mauricio Papuski, uh, Papasco, I can't pronounce his name, forgive me for butchering that, guys. But um, he drowned as well 15 months ago in Puerto Rico. Um, there's a lot of speculation in these, uh, the correlation between these stories. Um, nothing is really kind of set in stone, but I think it's very interesting that uh, these things are happening to major crypto players. On uh, Polygon News, JP Morgan executed its first live trade on chain. They chose to use the Polygon uh, layer two solution because it is way more cheaper than Ethereum. Um, I think this is awesome. I think it's cool that JP Morgan is finally uh, trading on Polygon, um, especially since the price of Polygon ha- was rallying like over all this news. First, um, Insta- first uh, Polygon goes into Instagram and saying that you'll be able to mint your NFTs there. And then um, JP Morgan is issuing their first live trade as of a couple days ago on um, a layer two solution. So a lot- this mass adoption is seems like it's happening a little bit faster than we we anticipated. Do you guys have anything that you'd like to share on that? Or Sorry, I know you're looking for... Uh, I was typing this up on Discord for you. Um, I don't have really too much. I would agree, though. Um, the mass adoption, we're definitely early on it. And then I heard yours about the substance farming, not going backwards. But yes, everything you've been saying is right on the head. So I'm not going to stop you because I know we're on a time frame with Amanda. So okay, you're awesome. doing, you just keep rolling. It's going good. Okay, okay, I love okay. it. Awesome. All right. So... Um, Sam, Sam Bankman Freed, um, he's getting out, you know, he's on a lot of heat, a lot, a lot is going on with Alameda and, um, finance and, and, and everything. But I think it's very interesting if we go back and, um, we take a political look at this five months ago, uh, Sam Bankman Freed said he was going to donate a billion dollars to stop Donald Trump from becoming president. And I find it interesting that this story has to do with a one-sided political play. Um, now, five months later, he's saying that, quote-unquote, constructive candidates. Um, he specifically said, supporting constructive candidates across the aisle to prevent pandemics and bring a bipartisan uh, climate to D.C. So big money is talking here. And I think it's very interesting that big money is going to be the one deciding who the constructive candidate is. Uh, more money, more power. This is just another example um, of that. Why would he align himself against one person? And I'm speaking speculatively only because maybe he believes that it's going to help protect FTX, especially since, um, and I'm not saying that I like Donald Trump or anything, but I think it's interesting that Donald Trump has been considered public enemy number one, but he's making sure that, okay, I'm, I'm against him as well, but now he's changing his story. Now CZ has decided that they no longer want to have FTT on their books anymore, and they likened it akin to Luna. So there's a lot of uh, things unraveling here. I found it extremely interesting. So uh, on other news, we have Craig Wright, which is a gentleman who has long stated that he is Satoshi Nakamoto, the creator of Nakamoto, the creator of Bitcoin. Uh, he lost his defamation lawsuit. Uh, he, he lost a defamation lawsuit. Um, he was ordered to pay and he was called out by Edward Snowden for being a liar, 
Um, and his response is he's never he's never been hiding and that Snowden is a traitor. I think it's very interesting uh, that Craig has lost another <laughs> defamation suit. And yet he keeps on with his uh, story of being Satoshi. Yeah, I do have something to say on that guy. That, that, that guy will not quit. I'll give him that. This is like, how many times has he claimed this? this is like number four or five? But he's just ridiculous. So that doesn't surprise me. I'm glad that that article got uh, brought up because some people didn't even know that he was claiming to be, you know, the, the, create, the creator of Bitcoin. But yeah, we'll see, what, see how that plays out over the next five years. Yeah, right. Um, and then our, our last little bit of news, I just want to throw that in there. OpenSea ha- is launching their uh, suite of tools so that creators can enforce royalties on their own collections. They believe that it's not OpenSea's, um, it's not the marketplace to enforce the royalties. It should be upon the creator. So tomorrow we'll be seeing a, a whole suite of tools for helping control you know, their collection in a decentralized manner. I think that that's awesome, giving more control to the creators. And after that, we can, I think, since we're short on time, should we go uh, straight into our chat with Amanda and then we can finish off with our market analysis? Okay, that sounds good, guys. Well, Amanda, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Oh, yes. I, yes, I can hear you. Thank you so much for taking the time out to come and, and, and talk to me. I had to get you on the show, especially when you were like, uh, what are you talking about? They are definitely a successful co-ops, which are you know, essentially DAOs out there. So um, I wanted you to teach me some things and um, maybe sh- show some other, you know, teach some uh, other people. So if you, Amanda, tell me briefly a little bit about what you do at Angel Protocol and um, just a little bit about what Angel Protocol is. Yeah, of course. Um, so a couple of, I'm, I'm sure some of you um, are familiar with Angel Protocol. We are um, a DANO, which is a decentralized autonomous nonprofit organization. Um, we were originally on Terra and have since moved to Juno. Our marketplace is live right now on Juno. And basically the, the vision for Angel was to seek to eliminate the uh, fundraising and grant seeking problem that so many charities face. Um, uh, I think it was like 80% of charities today don't even have a runway of 30 days. Um, A lot of times they spend a majority of their time fundraising, grant seeking, um, just trying to tap into the most, uh, you know, wealthy people in the communities. And then once you've tapped those people, you can't keep going back to the same people. So um, Angel Protocol was born out of that vision to use DeFi as a means to help fund charities forever. So give once, give forever is our motto. Um, and we're using you know multiple yield sources to help fund those charities. And um, endowments are the way that we do that for them. Um, for myself, I run the Angel Alliance. And what, what I do specifically is partner with different Web3 projects that want to have that uh, social impact or corporate social responsibility on the blockchain. Um, so different projects reach out to me and say, um, you know, we would really like, our community would really like to donate a percentage of their mint, of our mint, or 
you know, we'd like to donate some our native tokens and then use DeFi as a way to help fund the charities that are in Angel Protocols Index. So that's my job. Um, I get the fun job of talking with projects and, you know, meeting like-minded individuals who are passionate about giving back to charity. Space Skelly's being one of them. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great it's a great job. <laughs> I say job in quotes. Um, it's it's just it's fun. I, I hop in spaces and talk to people who are passionate. So um, love what I do. That's awesome. Um, so you were saying that Angel Protocol is a first decentralized autonomous uh, nonprofit organization. Um, so there's no other organization currently running uh, a DAO or like a nonprofit like this. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there are by now. Um, we were just, we just happened to be the first one built on Terra. Um, so yeah, Angel Protocol itself is a nonprofit. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. But we, we also help fund nonprofits. So is Angel Alliance, um, the, is, it, is that a different, I guess that's a different department? Are these two separate entities or? Yeah, so we're, we're under the banner of Angel Protocol. I work for Angel Protocol. Um, it's just like us. It's a, it's a, I would say it's an arm of Angel Protocol. Okay. It's, it's a way for, um, you know, the, the for-profit companies and the for-profit, like, layer ones that are, you know, making money to have a way to give back to charity. You know, like, like Apple or um, Dell, they, you know, they have this, you know, we give 1% to charity. Well, we're doing this on the blockchain. So for Web3 companies um, as a way to, to give back and, um, you know, just spreading the word that we have a way for different uh, people in the in the ecosystems, and we're in all of them to just you know give back to charity. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question about um, we're chatting. Um, you told me about Publix being a successful co-op, which is about a business model that I really didn't um, essentially believe. And I thought there wasn't uh, su successful co-ops out there. But Publix is like one of my favorite stores. I used to live in Florida and I loved Publix grocery store. And it was always a good experience going in there. Um, besides, I'm going to correct myself. So I did say that it was a successful co-op. I think there is a difference, though, because I think it's technically an employee owned. Uh, company. I, it's a East ESOC or something is what it's called, but it's employee owned Publix, not necessarily. Yeah, but they, but they still have like, you know, each one, each one has a share. And so everybody gets like one vote. So, it, you know, exactly. it is like, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so besides that, okay. Besides your DAO that you work with, what is your favorite DAO and why? I, I like really, I'm really into Ujira, I think they I just have a good track record. Um, it seems like a lot of people are, you know, into, I know they're not like the, you know, they don't have the most um, liquidity right now, but a lot of it seems on the up and up for them. Like they're not a lot of drama. And I think it's, you know, it's going to take time for a lot of these DAOs to uh, get all the kinks out in a way. Um, but I think Kujira is doing a good job. And um, what do you mean by kinks? I'm just going to ask you this last question. I know that you have to go, but I just, I love chatting with people uh, about their thoughts on things. <laughs> well, it, seem, it seems like DAOs, like, like I was saying earlier in a space that's where we kind of sparked this discussion. Um, DAOs are messy right now. Like we, we don't, 
it's, it's weird having everybody have a vote. You know, like we don't have a lot of instances in, you know, where we are in the United States where that's actually the case. You know, we're presented with presidential candidates or, you know, we, we don't get to vote for our boss or where we work. We don't get to change certain things. But when we have DAOs on chain, it seems like there's a lot of props and there's a lot of drama behind it. And how do we really like, how do we really say that we're decentralized unless we vote on everything? And how much does one have a vote? So I just think like right now it's getting the, those like random kinks and just, I just think it's, I don't, I don't want to throw DAOs out. Like, I think there's, there's value in them. And I like, like co-ops, I believe like, I believe that that's, there's a future there. Um, but it's going to take time. And I know people are critics and, you know, it, right away, it always seems like, well, if it's, if it's not working, let's throw it out and try again. Like, I do, I do not believe that. Like, I think it's just going to take some time. And, you know, over time, I think more of these um, DAOs are going to be able to find a way to make it so it's not so clunky and dramatic and, I don't know. I don't know if it's like less publicity they need or if they need more publicity. I'm not, I'm not even sure, but it's just, I'm sure everyone here can well, relate to like the cosmos drama of yes. right now and the props and all the governance. And it's just like a, a constant mess. But I feel like the framework needs to be set up first for it to be successful. It's like, we can't vote on every single thing and there not be a framework. Somebody has to go in there and essentially be like, okay, this is how we're going to do it, set it in place and then go, because I feel like it's like, okay, now we have, oh, if we want to do this, we have to set this proposal, but proposal after proposal, proposal, and there's no actual framework. It just, I don't know. That's just my opinion, but I do, I'm very interested in DAOs. I'm very interested in, you know, having my, my vote count and, and, and reading governance proposal, but not everybody is. Um, and I totally understand that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're like heavily invested in something, you you want to have a say. I mean, it's it's like a workplace where you where you work. You'd like to be able to see changes made. And a lot of companies they don't have that. You know, like you don't get to vote on how much. You know, all right. So our company made a million dollars of past our budget this year, and that million dollars is going up to uh you know the two owners. Like you want to be able to say like, well, maybe we can do something else, or maybe we can have like a bonus for the employees, or you know maybe we can update the bathrooms or you know something like that i, I don't even know but it's i i do believe that you know a company is more than more than two people or more than a board of directees um so i think that the future of DAOs or the future of co-ops or you know employee-owned companies like i think there's a future there for sure Awesome. Thank you so much, Amanda. Um, is there anybody that had a question for Amanda or wanted to say anything before we go into our uh, market uh, analysis for the crypto and legacy? All right. Yeah, I'll step in. Hold on. So on for a DAO, what do you think is like, as of today, what would be the one thing if someone in here has a DAO or is wanting to form a DAO, what would be, would you advise them as the first step they should take or the first proper steps? Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know what the first step is. I'm definitely not a DAO expert. Um, I, feel, I don't know. Like, like what Vans was saying was like, we just need to set up a framework and a way, you know, I feel like we need to start with the skeleton again. You got to get, 
a better framework for how we're going to go about governance or how we're going to go. I mean, another thing is like everyone has their own tokens and, you know, we, we have a bunch of, uh, you know, then the only people who are voting are obviously the ones that have the tokens, which makes sense. Um, I don't even know, honestly, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's where Dao is kind of doing it unique where like you have to have it NFT which will be considered a token for you to have any say in the project. And I think if you have the framework done, I feel like the more heavily invested you are, you should maybe have more say in certain situations. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that can be done. Um, and yeah, the framework and the workflow are the biggest things with DAOs. Like a lot of people don't understand, for instance, some people have multi-sigs and DAO was during the Terra death spiral. Well, because they couldn't move funds because everything went through governance, um, they were drained. Everything got drained. So everything's fun and dandy if it is naturally formed by people who genuinely want to do better for the project. So I agree. Every project's going to be different. And I think people can implement you know, unique characteristics to the project. Like if you're a part of our DAO, maybe you get another uh, perk for being a part of it. I don't know. Um, or if you invest certain amount of time, but because it's not always fair, I guess, to reward those who have more money, but reward those who invest a lot of time. So yeah, there's a lot, like you said, I think people need to go back to the framework and see what works for one project may not work for another. But I know like Flamingo DAO, on Ethereum blockchain is definitely one. If anyone wants to see it, how a DAO's done, that is one you can read up on. Would be the Flamingo DAO, and yes, they're millions of dollars, but they started somewhere just like everybody else. Um, but from there, I haven't seen anything too crazy on. You know, like you look at it, and you're like, oh my lord, that's amazing! Like I haven't seen that for some for quite some time. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm actually, I pulled up Flamingo Dow's page right now. I'm interested now that you mentioned that. I've never heard of them. Um, but yeah, like what you're saying, I, it's weird. There's, um, I don't know if we'll ever, crypto, I feel like tries to escape the traditional finance model, but I don't know if we're ever going to tr like officially get out of it only because, you know, like money talks and like, like you said, if people are heavily invested, well, who are the ones that are most heavily invested? Obviously, the ones that have the most money. So there's always going to be this, like, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a big problem that a lot of DAOs and, and projects are going to have to deal with is figuring out, like, you know, that just that the quote unquote whales of the, you know, of your project, because that's that's where if, if everything is run only by like you said. Um, just like the amount of money or money equals votes, like you're going to end up having your DAO run by four people. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I know it's a, it's a, a lot of gray area, but I think if people, if someone comes up with good framework, uh, it'll all work itself out. But you know, those who do invest more money and more time, um, you know, you got to find that happy medium and the balance because that's just the reality of it. If I have more money and time invested, I should have more say. That's just facts. So, um, you got to find that happy balance and, um, 
yeah, and listen to the community at the same time while not overexposing yourself to, you know, liability like, uh, you know, having a situation like Terra again where you can't move the funds because there has to be five signatures on a on a transaction or something. Um, you you know you have to know how much percent goes into a hot wallet versus a multi sig versus uh, you know how much is allocated to certain parts of the DAO. Like there's so much that goes into it, um, and a lot of people just say the generic word DAO. And I don't know if they even can fathom the, like even the, you know, the, the tip of it. So we'll see how it goes. Um, DAOs are, DAOs are coming along and, and community want to be a part of a project. They want to have say, and you got, like I said, you just got to find that happy medium. So and I do know you got to go, yeah. so I don't mean to take up your time, but oh, no, yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, uh, I, I just, it's great. I want, I, I think. I think one of the main things that I would like to see is for us to find a way to um, categorize like time in a DAO. I, I know, like you said, like the the people that are most heavily invested. But what does that mean? Like, are we only talking financially? In which case, I would argue that like that's not the only way that we should be measuring something. You know, like someone might be giving their time and energy into a DAO, and they might not have the most money. But like that, I feel like there's got to be a way to, to um, what word I'm looking for, to like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, a way to a way like to monitor like, and balance. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. Like, you got to find that happy, happy medium of like how much money puts you over that threshold and then how much time puts you over that threshold. So if you meet like one or two criterias, you would be considered like someone we have as a major member of our DAO. So yeah. And then, you know, how much productive time is it? Are you bringing us value to the DAO or are you just someone who sits in the DAO and discord and spams all day? Like there. And so, yeah, there's a lot to weigh in and it's just like any other business uh, as far as like life. If you bring more value, whether you're uh, a CEO or, you know, a janitor, like if you bring value to the company, I feel like you should be rewarded, whether it's time or your trade work or, you know, your time or money. So um, the balance will be needed and the balance will be found one way or another. And people will mess up along the way. A lot of DAOs will screw up, but I think there will be someone who hits it on the head and it will be perfect. But time tells everything. Yes. Now, um, Thank you guys for having me on. I really enjoyed talking today. And I think like, I think moving forward, it's, you know, it's going to take time, but it's going to be, it'll be rewarding once we figure it out, you know, it, uh, it'll be perfect. Maybe not perfect, but it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate your time and, and B-Bands, you got any more questions for? No, I just want to say thank you so much for, for coming here and hanging out and uh, giving us your thoughts. And I can't wait for, you know, for that day when things are, become more and more streamlined with DAOs and we can really, really like having super in-depth and conversation about how they work and you know what I mean? So thank you so yeah. much, guys. Thanks, fans. Thank you I'm so much, to... Amanda. I actually did not know very much about uh, DAOs, so I didn't ask any questions, but it was great to listen to you guys talk about it. Thank you. Awesome. Um, well, that uh, we're on our next set segment, which is uh, our market analysis. Saberstein has placed her charts on the top, her BTC chart. I don't think she has an Ethereum chart up there. Um, but 
have her share and then EJ will uh, take over from there. All right. So good morning, everyone. Um, Bitcoin did hold the $20,000 support area. Last week, we saw <clears throat> excuse me, that a double top was forming and buyers came in to support and push price up to the weekly high of 21500 I have drawn a supply area from roughly 21800 to 22800 as we saw a large move to the downside caused by large selling pressure with an absence of buyers, which led to that large sell-off of nearly 13% on September 13th. Um, so this is the next area to watch to see how price reacts if it gets there. Um, generally, the first time price comes up to a supply area, it will see some selling pressure. But if it can hold previous resistance as support, then it could break supply on the next test. Um, currently, Bitcoin on the daily chart is in an uptrend and will continue to be as long as it can hold the upwards trend line, um, which I've shown on my Bitcoin chart. If it breaks the line, we would want to see it hold that $20,000 area um, as support next for continued upside. Otherwise, we break downward to next support area in the 19,500 um, area. Volume point of control on the daily shows 19,200 as a heavily supported uh, volume by price area as well. So unfortunately, we would potentially go back to that um, kind of slow moving area, um, possibly some more con consolidation. Um, so for the past two weeks, Bitcoin dominance has been in a downtrend, while Bitcoin has been in an uptrend which has led to a mini alt season. Most coins are currently on a pullback after their recent increases. And as long as they maintain their uptrend line and confirm support below, then they should be good for the next leg up. And as long as Bitcoin allows for it as well. Uh, to find coins that have strength over Bitcoin, you can look at the chart for that pairing. So instead of looking at a Matic um, USDT or USD chart, look at like the Matic Bitcoin chart. And you can see if um, that pairing is on an uptrend or a downtrend. And um, if you're looking for, you know, alts that have strength, you would want to pick one that has a pretty solid uptrend. Um, so as we are not in an uptrend on the weekly or monthly chart for Bitcoin still, the overall trend is still bearish. Um, so Bitcoin being in an uptrend on the daily is great for trading and taking profits if you had some buy set lower, but does not mean we're out of the bear market. Um, protecting your capital is the number one focus at all times. And so taking profits by scaling out of your positions ensures you always have capital for further downside. So it doesn't mean you need to you know, sell your entire position at once, but selling 25% or 50% um, just to lock in some profits while we're in this bear market is always a good idea. Um, I know we kind of touched on this in the news, but I'm gonna bring it up again. So do your own due diligence on this, um, but I'm going to bring, it, bring to attention that situation between Binance and FTX. As Binance said yesterday, they will be selling all of their FTT, which is FTX's exchange token, over the next several months. Um, so yesterday, a transfer from an unknown wallet to Binance of about 585 million USD worth of FTT came across whale alert, and CZ did confirm that was part of, part of their FTT holdings. Um, the holdings that they had was $2.1 billion worth of um, BUSD and FTT, so not... 2.1 billion just worth of FTT. So I don't believe we're aware yet of how much FTT they have, but he did say that that 585 million USD worth of FTT was part of it. Um, so there's much more to this. Many have done analytics and shared on Twitter. So there's lots of information out there. Um, I'm just bringing attention to this as it's another reason not to have your holdings on a centralized exchange and to use a hardware wallet as exchanges can go down. And the only way to protect your assets is if you are the one that is holding them.
Um, so that's all I have for today. Next, we have EJ with Traditional Markets. So I'll pass it over to him. Thanks. Thank you, Saverson. Yeah, that's great to know. I'm glad to see that crypto has held pretty well during the market downturn of last week um, during in the New York Stock Exchange. So getting right to it, uh, last week was a rough one. We had told you guys on Wednesday to be prepared. And if you guys saw uh, Jerome or Powell took the uh, mic and he, I swear, should just not talk sometimes. Uh, we had a little bit of a pump and then a complete smash of a dump. Um, so we warned you guys to take profits. We hope some of you did. Um, and then with that being said, the key events moving into next week, you know, sorry, the recap of last week was that we had the S&P down 3.35%. So the S&P 500 closed at 3.35% down. NASDAQ was down 5.65%. The Dow Jones, after a great week, uh, the prior week was actually only down 1.4%. So the Dow Jones has done well. Russell 2000 is down 2.55% uh, opening this week. Um, key events that were from last week were the point rate hike of on Wednesday. So when Powell took the mic, uh, we had the stocks rally and then they, because they were going to hopefully be more of like a, a dovish is what we call it, like a neutral um, hike. And then Jerome Powell took the mic and said, we had more of like a hawkish stance, meaning we have more um, interest to raise interest, uh, raise interest rates even more. So there's a lot of like, we've been saying this, when is it going to stop? Um, but that's something to really keep in mind. Now, to end the week, we did have the U.S. labor market on Friday of last week. If you guys saw Friday, it closed very well going into the weekend, which is always a positive for crypto. Um, and the U.S. economy actually went from um, surpassing the 195,000 payroll. It was actually a number of 261,000 payrolls in the month of October were added. So that was actually over 100,000 were added as a payroll. Um, but this is not near where the Federal Reserve wants it to be to help, they say, tame inflation or help control inflation. Um, so we'll see how these next few weeks go, um, closing this last quarter of December. But going into this week, we do have some great earnings recaps. Again, we had AMD last week with some live uh, events going on. Um, this week, we do have um, AMD on... I don't. I forgot to put the date here, but they do have that. Their revenue grew twenty nine percent in their third quarter, so that was amazing to see. Uh, Airbnb as well, and then Coinbase is going to be having their earning recap. So keep in mind, Coinbase will affect the market. Coinbase got smashed this year. Coinbase has been down over five hundred and seventy six million dollars since the opening of this year. Coinbase is getting destroyed, which whatever, they're a centralized exchange. Do we really care? Kind of. Um, so PayPal is the last one to pay attention to. PayPal has taken a very, very uh, bearish standpoint on the market. They have lowered their annual revenue growth forecast due to what they're calling a potential economic downturn. So if you guys have profits, if you you know lock something in, um, we always say if you invest 100 and you're at, you've made 180, take that initial investment out and let the, the rest run. Because then if you lose it all, it's just back to zero. Um, and then going into this week, we have Monday. The Federal Reserve members are off of their blackout period. So they will be making appearances, heaven forbid. 
Um, so be ready for a bumpy Monday. Tuesday, I have Zoom has their investor day call. If you guys want to get on that, Zoom has theirs going on. Uh, that's the only thing I wrote down for Tuesday. Wednesday, we do have the first trading after the US election. Could see investors reposition themselves in certain sectors like the energy and healthcare if the Republicans or Democrats outperform expectations. So Wednesday, be ready for a lot of new positions opening up from uh, large investors, uh, whether it's bearish or bullish, just be ready. Um, and then Roblox has their earnings call, which Roblox is always a great call to get on if you have time. Um, and then I, I wrote down in a side note, the analysts have pointed out that neither the dynamic heads or game funds um, fund game soft launches in December. Um, so basically, they don't know when the next launch is going to happen. So Roblox, this will be a great call if you're a gamer or someone invested in Roblox. Get on to catch up. Um, Thursday, we have the electric uh, watch Fisker, which is FSR with the electric vehicle maker. They're holding a factory tour in Asia or sorry, Austria. Um, and then that is something that's going to be really cool if you guys can get on and check that out as well. Um, and then the most important thing I have of the week will be 8.30 a.m. on Thursday. We have uh, October Consumer Price Index re report is released. The headline year-over-year -year inflation rate is expected to moderate to 8% from 8.2%. If these numbers are not hit, you will see a lot of change in the market. So make sure 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday you are aware that there could be volatility. Uh, so don't worry. Don't freak out if you see that. Um, and then Friday, just a bunch of boring economic calls from the Fed President, Patrick Harker, uh, Cleveland Fred, uh, Fed President, uh, Loretta Mester. And then the last one is Kansas City Fed President, uh, Asher George on energy and the economy. So that is to wrap it up. That's a lot to bring in for the week. Um, these are very important weeks to close out these quarters. Um, as the holidays approach. These are great numbers to follow to see how the economy is performing or people retaining their jobs um, and how much money is circulating within the economy. So that is all I have for today. And I'm going to pass it back to you, B-Vans. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, now we are headed towards the end of the show. So um, we're going to chat real quick. We have our Skelly's uh, Mint coming up on tomorrow, November 8th. EJ, do you want to talk about the Mint Party? I did link up top um, a little avatar, Ready Player Me, um, the spatial site and the, where you can make your avatar. And essentially you can join us and we'll have our Mint Party starting at 9.30 a.m., which is half an hour before the Mint. And I'm not really, um, EJ, how, how, um, how long do you think we're going to go? We're going to go till it mints out or? Um, we'll see. I know we have a bunch of projects stopping by. Um, I just kind of reached out to him. So first things first is that the Mint Party is not going to be on Spaces. It is going to be in the Metaverse. So we have linked it up. We advise you guys, we have built a Metaverse space. We advise you guys to go make an account right now with the links above. You can actually go into one of our tweets from last time and check out the Metaverse so you kind of know where you're going. And right within the Metaverse, you can interact with the art and it takes you directly to the Mint page. So if you're in the metaverse and you're and you're you're new and you don't know if you want a mint and you come in there and you start to see all these sneak peeks and all these PFPs, um, you guys can click on one of them. It'll take you right to the mint page and then you can mint out. Um, we had just last night. I did 
add um, TSAS collection. So TSAS is actually going to have their own honorary collection. Um, and then we're going to have Sunnyside Reapers in there as well. So um, we'll have speakers popping in and out. We'll have Sunnyside Reapers, Rhett Gang, Kelapar. Uh, I have a whole list of people that are going to be coming by. But a bunch of great people. If you guys want to stop in and talk, let me know. Um, and then TSAS, I'm not sure if it's going to be OSB or Cal or who's stopping, but they will be making an appearance too. And hopefully they'll enjoy their, um, their new gallery that we have made them. So we're super excited about that. Mint is on Tuesday. So actually like in 24 hours from exactly now, um, 24 hours and what is that? 16 minutes we would be starting. Um, Mint is at on the 8th on Stargaze. You can find all the information on our Discord or on our Twitter. And then from there, uh, if you guys need help, setting up your Kepler wallets on how do you move stars or sorry, move Adam and swap for stars and everything along those lines, we can help you. So just ask for help. We have a large team that is more than happy to assist you. Um, and not to forget that we do have our space board. The space board is a hundred random IDs. Imagine a bingo board. It's a hundred random numbers on this board. If you mint one of those ID numbers, you get the corresponding prize. Um, it can be stars. It can be stars plus an NFT, whether that's a, a TSAS ape, a buddy, um, a space skelly, a Sunnyside Reaper. And we are going to throw in one wrecked barn, one unopened wrecked barn we will throw in there. Um, so quite a bit of prizes. Over $3,000 of prizes will be given away. And then we did have a request from the community last night that asked, Maybe every hundred or so NFTs, we do a random airdrop of either a free skelly or free or like stars. So when we hit around a hundred, we may take um, every uh, increment of a hundred or so. We'll take the five, give or take, plus or minus. So um, we'll take ten to fifteen in a raffle. We'll put them off. Um, we'll just check check the back end, check the hash raffle them off, and then we'll select an ID and just randomly drop it. But that's things like we can announce live during the metaverse and things like that. So a uh, lot going on, a lot to happen. And do keep in mind when you are minting, every two skellies you mint gives you one elixir for every 30 days you hold it. So if you hold two skellies for every 30 days you hold it, you are given one elixir. At 60 days when our new contract goes into play, you will be able to burn four elixirs, which is built right into the Stargaze platform. You can burn four elixirs and you are rewarded with a spaceship. That spaceship is like an unopened pack of cards. You can choose to keep it or sell it. And if you choose to burn it, then you are given a random mutated skelly. We will talk with our dev and see if there's any way to make it like a trait based where we could have like three different colors of spaceships, like a whatever, keep it simple, gold, red, and purple. And maybe the gold spaceship, if you have a gold one when you burn it, puts you in a higher percentage of getting a crown, for instance. Um, so we're, we're thinking of ways and we're listening to the community trying to improve for the, uh, like I said, that's not till 60 days. Um, and then we do have an announcement we're going to make right here, right now. We are opening up our own validator on stars um, with a few other large projects. Um, they are going to be moving their tokens to our validator. Um, and if you hold five skellies 
and you stake 1,000 stars with our validator, you will be put into a random uh, like raffle every... We think we're going to do a month to start out, and then we might move it to quarterly, depending on what the community tells us. But every 30 days, we will scan the wallets. And if you own five skellies and you have 1,000 stars staked, we will pick random IDs to drop stars from our validator, from the rewards we've made to those who have staked with us. Um, so this is something we're doing and we are excited to announce that. Uh, we do have the validators being ran by Reality Flux, which has uh, validators on Terra currently. They are going to help us set one up on Stargaze. And then hopefully we have some more, I can't say it, but uh, we have more maybe validators that we are speaking of with others. Um, super exciting. And we are very thankful for the relationships we've made um, and just for the genuine compassion that others have shown to us. So thank you if you're in here and you're people that we talk with during the day or at night, two in the morning. Like We're super thankful for you guys to finally have made it here. Um, it, it's amazing. Like It's ready to go. The, the pressure is off my shoulders and, and off the team's shoulders, You know, deployed and got it ready to go. Um, and then that eight per, that percentage on the platform, if you see the launch pad, that is for our treasury fund. So there's 8% that's minted. That is for our treasury. These are for all the NFTs that will be on this space board. I mean, there's a, a lot on there. And then we also are given, um, back in the day, we made an agreement with uh, a project called Skeleton Punks that those who were um, who held 10 or more skeletons would get an airdrop. So these are all to accommodate for both of those plus additional giveaways and collaborations. So if you see that, keep that in mind. And you can go to the treasury wallet and check out all the ones we got. We do not have any one of ones. So we actually increased your chances of getting a one of one by literally 8%. Um, so very, you guys should hopefully get one and then that's that. Like we're super excited and thankful for all of you for being here. Um, and if you need help, open up a support ticket and we will get you taken care of. Awesome. We're about to hit the one hour mark in about 10 minutes. Does anybody have any questions? I know we went a little bit over, but um, does anybody have any questions for any of us regarding the mint? Or maybe I see Amanda still here, but um, if you don't, we can close out the show. I'll give it a second. All right. It looks like we're all good. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's show of Bare Bones of Web3. I hope you guys have an incredible day and I can't wait to uh, chat with you next week. We will be having Department 77. It is a sci-fi um, NFT game that is on Polygon and on Terra. It uh, has, it, they have droids and it's a very, very, um, it's a strategy game that's a little difficult and I'm trying to learn. So we're having them on the show. And so hopefully you guys will come and uh, learn, <laughs> learn with me. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. Yes, thank you for coming, everyone. I see so many friends in the audience and I really appreciate you guys, or we really appreciate you guys stopping in and listening. Um, thank you so much. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was episode five of the Bare Bones of Web3 show, hosted by B-Band, recorded on Monday, November 7th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sneaking through.
back alleys on a little cosplay Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way Resuscitating major players in the waiting room Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom Slayed a few in my early years, often ate the shrooms Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news To let us know what we should believe as the latest truth Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Big thinking energy always gets the best of me When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes Gotta mix and match, flip the lash, letting rhythm scratch Dope shit, spitting facts with my vision smash Big trip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch Better let the missus know where you hit the stash Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise Chastised into digging holes in the back nine The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pecker heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner finger, licking like the plate is good So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Two spaces.